Welcome to Keep You 100 Radio. I'm your host, Felicity Pointer, type 1 diabetic, certified health coach, personal trainer, and founder of Needles and Spoons Health and Wellness. Inside this podcast, you'll find the real and raw conversations around diabetes management, including the lessons that we don't learn in our endos office, my best tips and trainings, and conversations from the experts that I trust inside the community so that you can create more predictability in your diabetes management and feel empowered while doing so. Let's dive in. Hey, hey, welcome to the Keeping It 100 radio segment, Empowered Voices. I'm Valeria Garcia, certified health coach, type 1 diabetic, women's wellness coach and mentor inside Needles and Spoons, and alumni of our signature program, Keeping It 100. Inside this segment, I hold space and interview individuals, leaders, and supporters from the T1D community to share their story, journey, experiences, and wisdom to empower, inspire, and share their light. To find these conversations live, join us inside the T1D Judgment-Free Zone Facebook group. Hey guys, we are so excited for this episode. Lissy is joining me to talk all about menstrual health and type 1 diabetes and lifestyle as people who menstruate. So today we're going to talk about our why behind why we started tracking, why we got super into looking and living a cyclical way, whether it be in our lifestyle, our blood sugar management, the way we move our body and the way that we fuel our body. So today um, we're going to chat through why and then how it really helps us out in our blood sugar management and the strategies we use week to week every single month. So Lissy, if you want to jump in first and just talk a little bit of how you got started and interested in looking at your management and your lifestyle in this cyclical way. Yeah. So, okay. I feel like a newbie with it still because it's only been like less than a year that I've actually started implementing this, but in a way it's been the most empowering piece I think of my management. So if anyone's listened to the podcast before, then you know that I was diagnosed with diabetes when I was 19. And even long before I was even diagnosed, I was on hormonal birth control. So I was on it for at least 10 to 12 years. I think I went on it when I was 16. So when I was diagnosed with type one, that's all I really knew. So like I knew my blood sugars in this really like stagnant way. I knew my patterns and trends, but the time came pretty much last, like the end of last year, where I started really talking to you about, I really started wanting to like get off of hormonal birth control just because I noticed that it was, you know, not doing the best things to my mental health. And I just didn't feel like myself. I wanted to get to know myself, my body on a deeper level that I wasn't really experiencing while I was on it. So the one thing that really kind of made me worried about this was the blood sugar component because I'm like, okay, this is introducing a whole new a whole new foundation. Like, I don't know how my blood sugars will react. I don't know. Like I, you know, you start learning things one way and to relearn your body in a new way, not only on the hormonal level and like your energy levels and just how your body reacts. Like there's the other component of the blood sugars. So that was kind of my biggest motivator for actually starting to track my cycle and really start leaning into like wanting to explore more because for over 10 years, I had, I didn't have any clue of like what this part of me really was. And I think if I like if me 10 years ago heard me say that they should be like, why does that matter? But we know that like, this is such a huge part of, you know, living as a, living as a woman. So, um, yeah, earlier this year, I think, what was it like January, February, I like went off of hormonal birth control. I did not cut it cold Turkey. I went through all of the stages that Val supported me in, um, really supported my body from those different areas, like the nutrition and the exercise and the lifestyle that we're going to, you know, be discussing in this episode. But 
once I went off, I really want to lean into actually understanding my body. I didn't really want to, I didn't want to leave much room for guesswork. So I wanted to know, okay, where am I in my cycle? How will that either support or like how, what will happen to my blood sugars in relation to where I am? How will that impact my energy levels? And I really just want to lean in. So, you know, together, um, Val and I really like, I don't know why I say Val and I, but like you really supported me in this whole thing, but you really helped me learn. Okay. Like how does things like my basal body temperature, how does that help me learn where I am in my cycle? What other signs am I looking at from like what other signs are my body giving me to dictate where I am in my cycle? Um, so yeah, it's just been a really huge piece that in the last you know eight years I never really had until earlier this year, and it's been just the biggest game changer for me able to be more proactive. I think that's what it's allowed me to do. Yeah, and I think it's so amazing to hear that piece because really when we talk about like this part of our management, you can really be at any stage. You know, if you want to lean in, if you want to learn more. You can be someone who is on hormonal birth control or not on it or wanting to transition off, but just building that awareness of the menstrual cycle really helps with just rebuilding a relationship with your own body. (laughs) And then you feel good and you feel more aligned in all areas of your life when you can do that. And, you know, I love hearing Lissy's story and it was so fun for me to see it all (laughs) play out from like the beginning conversations to where she is now and how we've really implemented this and added these strategies in the way that we support our clients. That has been so beautiful to see full circle. Um, My story is a little bit different on like my why and like how I got started. I, when I was in college, that's kind of when I started having really irregular cycles or super painful periods and everything just wasn't consistent. And I struggled for a long time. And this was before I even had type one diabetes. So I knew something was up. I didn't know what it was. And that's when I went on this journey of like looking at things holistically, like how is the food impacting? What is my stress doing? What is these like two hours of working out I'm doing every day? How is it showing up in my body, in my energy? And like, where does my menstrual cycle play in this? And little did I know it plays a huge role in all of those areas. And it's all very, very connected. So I kind of started off first with just foods, looking at what foods support the menstrual cycle. And at that point, I really didn't even know about all the four phases, but I was just looking for foods and whole foods that would really make me feel good. Um, And then slowly I started learning about the four phases and I was like, wow, this really makes sense. You know, all of those times when I was feeling really low energy and getting really hard on myself and, you know, looking at my crazy college schedule and being like, why did I handle this last week? And now I can't handle it this week. A lot of those things were making sense. I was like, okay, there's this this journey, this hormonal journey that we go on every single month. And there is this ebb and flow of energy where, whether it's showing up physically, the energy internally, like there was just so much going on there. And so I really dove deep and then I started reading books. I started, you know, watching trainings, learning from so many different people out there that are talking about this. And I felt like, oh my gosh, did I just find like the secret key or like I'm biohacking my body. Like our whole lives, we've been really taught to kind of go against our natural rhythms and not on purpose. It was more so just, it wasn't part of the conversation. So we just didn't know. And a lot of us women didn't know that there was this way our body was created and there was ways to really, really support it so that it feels good all month long. And from there, I started implementing these different things in each phase of the cycle. And I started noticing like, wow, my acne's going away, or I'm regaining all this energy again. I'm not having these crazy energy dumps. 
And then my period was showing up super healthy, really bright red blood. I wasn't having pain. And I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like all the things that I was trying to do on the outside of my body when it was really coming from the inside. Um, And then fast forward a bit, then I get diagnosed with type one diabetes a few years later. And again, I'm seeing these different shifts in my blood sugars and there wasn't much conversation in my endos office about it. You know, Hey, you might see some funky or weird blood sugars on your period. That's normal. I was like, all right. I'll just deal with it, I guess, when it comes. But I really didn't have a strategy that made me, one, feel empowered or feel prepared. Um, So now looking at how our blood sugars really do shift throughout those phases of the cycle alongside our energy and our needs has really helped just with that game plan, the strategy, feeling good and feeling ready (laughs) as to what to do, because really it was a difficult piece. And every single month, I just was like, what's going on here? I don't know what's happening. I'm doing the best I can. I had this like assumption that if I did everything one way, I'd have a certain result and it wasn't happening. Um, And that's really where when we talk about, we shift from this like linear way of looking at things to more of a cyclical ways because linear is stay on the routine, do it this way and you'll get this result. But we've learned over time and I'm sure you have too, that there's so much outside of that. There's so many variables that are impacting our blood sugars. So to see it in that linear way, it really just puts us in a place of like frustration and overwhelm. So the cyclical way as definitely as someone who menstruate has been same, one of my biggest game changers in my management. And it just feels really good. (laughs) Yeah, well, and going off of that too, like we see it on both ends, right? Like, so not only in our management, we're kind of told like diabetes thrives off of routine, just do it the same things over and over again and like eat the same foods, eat at the same time every day, do the same workouts, and like you'll have more predictable blood sugars. But like we know that that's not true. And the cycle is a huge piece of that. But not only that, but like that's how we are as women as well. Like, you know, just like you were saying, like I, you learn that there is like, these different phases where like you do have more energy dumps or lower energy and like maybe you're more energetic in different parts. And like for me growing up as a gymnast, like I was always kind of like taught to be go, go, go. Like I practiced three times a week. I had competitions like, you know, almost every weekend. And I had to be at that high energy, like high standard. I, I had a high standard for myself, but nobody was teaching me. Okay. Like on the days where you don't want to go to practice or you're not performing the same way, that's normal. It was just like, it was kind of frowned upon because you weren't performing to the same level. I don't know. I just think that's like, like now it's coming from much more of a forgiving space. And like, I have a lot less judgment judgment for myself, not only when I have lower energy, but also when my blood sugars aren't cooperating quite the same way. Like, yes, I can be more proactive, but can also be a lot more forgiving when it kind of made sense. Like, okay, I'm in this phase. I'm more tired. I can't show up the same way. And my blood sugars are showing up a different way. It just gives you a lot more of that, a different lens to look at things at. Yeah, for sure. I think, like you said, it allows you to kind of honor where your body's at and meet your energy where it's at versus we're really taught, like you said, that go, go, go mentality. I mean, that is in all areas, right? Everything is very fast paced. Everything is like, do your best all the time, 100% of the time. But realistically, that's not all of our reality. And we weren't created to do that, you know, every single day. And, you know, oftentimes I think we just neglect the rest part in the cycle, you know, like just looking at people in general, right? Even all day, if you're go, 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 and there was never a little pocket of self-care, a pocket of rest, you feel it the rest of the week, right? 
So imagine, you know, the month spread out in like those 30 days in a month, 28 days. It's the same thing. If we are go, 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 and there was no slowdown, you're just kind of bringing in more of that resistance, more of that inflammation in the body. And it just shows up in different areas, especially in our blood sugars. And then you got a little spiral going on and (laughs) no one wants that. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the coolest thing is, you know, once I learned more about the menstrual cycle, and then I started looking at different areas of my life, it just allowed me, like you said, to have more forgiveness and to open myself up to living my lifestyle in a different way. Like one that really honors like where I am and we aren't taught that. So it's almost like relearning how to live your life as a woman who menstruates while looking at the core being like respecting that menstrual cycle. And, you know, we always are taught like, it's just this one random week, you know, that happens, but there's actually a lot that goes on before you could even get to that part of like shedding and actually having you bleed. And so when we can look at it full circle and not like neglect these other three weeks, it really brings on that empowerment and that alignment in life. And it's really awesome. Yeah, it's definitely something I wish more, just more people talked about because like you said, we're very, you know, everything's taught very literally, literally, linearly, is that a word? Linear. And we're not taught to actually be able to see this ebb and flow. So definitely glad that we have, you know, that conversation with our clients, with ourselves. I'm so grateful that you kind of taught me to approach things this way because that's not you know, it's just not what we're taught. And when we're not taught it, how would we think to look at things differently? Exactly. Yeah. If we don't know, it's like, you just don't know. And so you're just, you know, not understanding these natural rhythms you're going through. And I think that's what brings on a lot of frustration, you know, in different areas. Um, So today we're going to kind of talk about these areas that when we talk about living cyclically or honoring this menstrual cycle that we go through and honoring the natural rhythms that we have, we're really talking about One, just the way we show up in exercise or movement, the way we show up in our nutrition, the way that we, you know, fuel our body, but also in the way that we live our lifestyle. And with that, the way that we approach our blood sugar management. So, you know, we can, Lissy and I are going to share kind of some of the things that we've incorporated now that we live in this like phase-based mentality, this phase-based approach to our life. Um, So we'll start off with exercise. So Alyssa, if you want to kind of talk about how learning about this has kind of played a role in your own life and the way that you move your body. Yeah. So going back to like what I was saying, like I grew up as a gymnast. So I was always taught like you have to be giving your maximum effort all of the time. So naturally, as I'm going through, even now, like I'm not a gymnast anymore, my body cannot move that way, even if I tried. But, you know, like I love weightlifting. I love feeling strong. I love, you know, like moving my body as, you know, routinely as I can. So again, I was kind of showing up or thinking I could show up in the same way every single week and that it could be the same. And, you know, I have an awesome trainer. Um, he does my programming for me, but in in a way, it almost didn't serve me at the time either. Like when I was first getting off of birth control and I was first relearning my cycle, because in the typical like weight weightlifting or um, you know programming, you're doing progressive overload. So essentially, what that means is that you are you're increasing your strength in different ways from a week to week. Whether that's lifting more weights, having more range of motion, um, increasing the frequency, whatever it is, having less rest time. 
And again, I was kind of caught up in that, okay, I have to progress every single week. There's no real space for rest or regression. So I would beat myself up on these weeks where I felt lower energy. I'm like, what, what happened? Like the weight that I was using last week is feeling so different this week. And again, kind of thinking at that, thinking of things more cyclically and kind of understanding where my body is and being able to like say, okay, this made sense for even like the, like what hormones are acting, what, where I am. It's allowed me to have that forgiveness and say, okay, let me just set the standard for myself that I'm going to move in whatever way just feels good right now. Maybe that's going for a walk. Maybe that's doing like, I love my hot yoga classes during um, my, my, like my luteal phase, because that allows me to kind of like and I just feel more refreshed when I do them, Um, you know, just kind of set a different standard or expectation for myself during those few days without thinking like, okay, I have to keep go, go, go. I have to um, keep pushing my body in a way that it doesn't want to. So I think that's been like the biggest learning curve for me. And it's definitely taken a lot of relearning and kind of like re- wiring in my brain because again going through so many years of have holding that expectation for myself it does take a lot of unlearning and again a lot of forgiveness <laughs> um so i think that's been like for me the biggest definitely the biggest piece of figuring out this year for sure yeah i love that and it's so true you know a lot of us played competitive sports or played sports our whole lives where there is that standard of like, Hey, Monday through Friday, we do the, you know, high intensity workouts. And then, you know, the weekends is a game or, you know, you have a competition or something like that. And it was the same for me. I had learned you have to be sweating. You have to be going hundred percent all of the time. You know, I had this really ingrained in me from coaches, you know, when I was younger, like sports coaches and things like that. Um, and what we're talking about too, just to give a little background of like how we're looking at exercise in this way is, you know, if you think about when you are on your period, right, you have very low energy, your body is having a whole internal experience, right? It is shedding, it is working hard to do that for you. Um, So think of, you know, we're thinking of that time as lower energy. And then after your period, you guys might notice that you have this like rise in energy. It's like you feel reborn. You're like, Ooh, I feel good. I want to go. I want to go to the gym. I want to move my body. And then you go to your ovulation phase and your energy is peaking. You feel super good. Your energy is probably the highest you feel. And I wish the space was longer. <laughs> it's not that long, but it feels really good. And then you go into that longer luteal phase, like Lissy mentioned, and then you're having this downshift in energy. And then you're back to starting your period again, where you have really low energy and you feel more like gentle um, rest feels really good at this time. So that's kind of like the journey. And so, you know, same with me and in, in the way of my game plan, when I go into the gym now is. I always felt like, oh, I just want to work out my legs or I just want to do this. And then I can still do those things. But what I'm really shifting here is the intensity that I'm doing it at. So, you know, if I want to have a good workout and I love, you know, it's a social thing too, if you go with a friend, things like that. So I enjoy going to do classes or do workouts, but really looking at what is the intensity going to look like? And is it really honoring where I'm at? Because if I'm having high energy, I want to honor that. I want to go with that and flow with it versus if I'm feeling super depleted right now, probably going into the gym and going at high intensity is going to make me have that energy dump later, which is not what I want. Um, And, you know, the biggest thing that opened my eyes with the exercise piece was for a year, I was doing really hardcore, high intensity rock climbing for hours on end, like every single day. 
And I was also battling this like fatigue and these energy dumps and brain fog every single morning or at least like twice a week at work. And I just could not figure out where it was coming from. And not until I really took that cyclical approach in to my workouts, did I see a giant shift. Now I felt like I was building energy. I was resting enough for my body to feel really, really good going into workouts the following week. And it has changed just the way my body feels like the way I sleep. Um, it just has been such a, a game changer and it really helps with just like those results that you're looking for, right? Like if you want to see changes, like we really have to honor what the hormones are coordinating inside for us to really get there or else, you know, we're really fighting against them and causing that resistance. And that's when we tend to see more frustration, even in exercise, you know, I'm doing so hard or I'm going so hard and I haven't seen a change. I always ask, what's the workout look like? Cause if you're going in at a hundred every single day, you know, it's going to be really difficult for your body to be ready, um, going into the months with enough rest. Um, so yeah, exercise is definitely a big one. Um, I think this one is super important, but I think a lot of us have our own individual relationships with exercise and movement. So this one can be difficult sometimes to really relearn or like Lissy said, rewire our brain to look at movement in a totally different way. Um, and yeah, it's a time, you know, if you are someone who likes walks or you like being social when your workouts, there's definitely spaces in your cycle where your hormones are supporting you in that. It makes it more fun and you feel like you're really present in those activities that you're doing. Yeah. And I mean, like, even with that too, I feel like it's also damaging that we hear so much, at least like I've heard this a lot of like strength training and high intensity training is the best for insulin sensitivity because like, again, we can't hold that expectation for ourselves to have that, you know, to uphold that same intensity every single week. So honestly, what we see instead is that if that's what we're doing, just like you were saying, like you felt more fatigued when that's all you were doing, like you're fighting fire with fire. So we've had clients who are doing these high intensity workouts all the time. And instead of seeing their insulin sensitivity increase, they're actually seeing more resistance and they're getting more frustrated. So I just think that like even more than just our energy and, and all the other things that we see from it, we're also fighting our blood sugars. So there's actually not as much benefit from it all the time. There's definitely like, again, I love it. I love feeling strong, but there's a time and the place for that 90, 100% mark that we're typically told. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, yeah. And then just, you know, thinking about exercise in that way can just be enough to really start building that awareness around what we're talking about here. Um, and then when we're looking at just like the other areas, now we're going to shift a little into like nutrition and what that looks like and how we can support our bodies. This again is a different area too, because again, we think about carbs, we think about food. There's so much around food, especially for us. Um, so this one, um, I love talking about because you know, oftentimes we are taught to really look through this restrictive lens all of the time to take out all these things. And it's just not realistic and it doesn't make us feel empowered in our management. So looking at it, even through this lens of cyclical, of like what foods are supportive, how can I add them in? Let me see if I like them. Let me see how I feel. I think that lets you really feel in control, especially in this space with food. Um, so Lissy, let us know what are some of the things that you've in implemented in the area of nutrition? Uh, this is also a good one because again, we're kind of taught like that restrictive lens, just like we were, you were saying, eat lower carb or even like 
when you're seeing more insulin resistance, lower the carb intake. And the biggest wake up call for me was learning more about my cycle and actually learning about the phases where we do actually physiologically need more need more fuel. So that was kind of like the biggest red or like green flag for me is like, okay, I can actually eat more when I need it. Um, but so I'm very much like a pretty routine person. <laughs> like I, I was like, you know, I welcome flexibility in, but when it comes to my food, I love my same breakfast. I more or less will have like the same lunch for a week straight and then get tired of it and like, you know, refresh. Um, but more or less I'm having very similar things in my diet. So for me, like the cyclical piece was a little tougher to implement because I'm like, oh, like that means I have to come up with new meals or I have to have new foods. And I think like for me, it was that understanding that it's not always about having brand new meals for each phase or like implementing brand, like, you know, just brand new things, re- refreshing your uh, refrigerator every time you enter a new phase. It's just more of like same thing that we tell our clients, like how can we add into what we're already doing? So for that, like with that being said, you know, every single day for breakfast, I have my coffee, I have my Kodiak waffles and I have my egg whites. But what I've learned to do is just kind of rotate through that side of it, like that fiber piece, like what are new fruits that I can be implementing? What are new vegetables that I can be implementing that are supporting me during whatever phase that I'm in. So kind of doing that with each meal rather than again, holding that expectation that it has to be all or nothing and just adding in that those supportive foods. I think that goes for our blood sugars too, right? Like we don't have to have this hundred percent lifestyle all the time where all we're doing is focusing on blood sugars or our dosing strategy. It's like, let's just add one piece of intention into what we're doing. And that's going to go that's going to go a, a, a longer way. Um, so that's kind of like the approach that I've, I've taken, but, um, I know everybody's different with that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that's great. Like you said, we're always just trying to add things in that feel good. It's not about like taking out all these things and starting fresh and the way you eat is wrong, right? Like we want to get away from that. We really want you, you know, to feel good when you're making these decisions for your body. Um, I think this piece for me was definitely, the biggest piece when I started looking at menstrual health and looking at hormonal health for me. Um, and what I did really was looking at, and you know, I dove real deep, you know, I know what are these specific hormones, you know, we have estrogen, we have testosterone, we have progesterone, we have all these sex hormones that are like ebbing and flowing. So for me, I went deeper and looking at, okay, if I have estrogen during the first half of my cycle, and I don't want to have estrogen buildup because I no longer want to have symptoms. How does I, how do I get my body to rid some of this excess estrogen? And like Lissy said, it was adding in fiber, making sure my body was having ways to detox that felt good with foods. Right. And I was just using foods that I already liked. Um, and then second was, okay, now I know in the second half of my cycle, I have progesterone. What did I learn as a type one diabetic? Don't eat carbs, stay away from carbs. But then I learned as I dove even deeper in learning is that we need carbs to build progesterone hormone. And if we don't have them, that's when we can have those missed periods, irregular periods, skipped periods. And I was like, okay, this is making sense. So for me, I look at it as in this first half when I'm having all of this energy, my body naturally is craving these lighter foods. So how can I bring those lighter foods in? salads if I want, or if I want a bunch of fruit or vegetables, whatever feels good, more protein. And then when I got to the second half, I felt my body just kind of going inward in the sense of like, I was having lower energy. I was less social and I wanted things that made me feel good and make me feel warm. And so that's when I learned that these warming foods can really help with the 
hormones that are being built at that time in my cycle, like some potatoes, some sweet potatoes, some warm, hearty soups, like all of that felt really good. Um, and I'm similar to Lissy where I eat kind of like the similar things. So my grocery list doesn't go too crazy. Um, but I do like, you know, I have a list of some vegetables and fruits and different proteins that are supportive during each phase of the cycle. And so I like to switch it up. I like to say, okay, like Turkey is good during this time. It can help with some of that estrogen build up, you know? And so I started looking at things that way. And now it's just kind of second nature. That's just like the way that I shop, the way that I eat. And it, and, you know, really when you can get to a point where you can really tune in to your body, your body will naturally crave it because that's what it's feeling and that's what it's wanting. Um, so it, it, it goes away from that, like overwhelm of like, I have to change all these things, but I, I really did start small. I just added things in, um, that were more fiber. You know, I added little snacks here and there and I was like, I actually like these and they do make me feel good. And I am building good energy each week. Um, so that piece is great. And it's just another way of looking at how you're fueling your body. And you, you know, our goal is like, we want to feel at our optimal energy, our optimal level. Like we want to feel good. Um, and so that's really where it started with the food piece for me. And then I just went way deep in. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, you know, the next area that we're going to talk about, and I think this one is a lot of what we've mentioned in the beginning of our why and how we got here is just looking at our lifestyle. And for this area, you know, we talk about it a lot with our clients. Listen, and I talk about it is, you know, we've been really programmed or kind of like conditioned to think of like, time, right? Like how do we just shove more things on our plate? We're always looking at time versus like, how do we honor our energy? Like, how do I actually take advantage of my energy each phase versus like, okay, I have all this time. Just going to continue to add more things on. Um, so that's kind of how I started to switch that lens, especially in my management too, of just how am I looking at how I'm approaching my blood sugars? Am I just like going one way and not looking at these different variables? Like how can I tie it all together? So let's see if you want to talk about just some of the lifestyle things that you've implemented or just how you live your lifestyle now as someone who menstruates, someone who's super connected and has built this relationship with their period. Yeah, I love it. Um, and like I'll try to speak on like the blood sugar piece because again, that was like the biggest learning curve, I think, for me in okay, like how do I get ahead of this? I feel like we are so conditioned to be more reactive in our management of like, just wait until a pattern happens or just wait until you see. And yes, there's some piece of that of like, okay, let's make sure that something's actually a pattern before we make a change. But for me, it's like, I want to have as much information as possible to make more educated and informed decisions in my management to become more intentional. So like over the past few months, I've definitely, you know, tried to get as much as curious as I could about my body. So this is where like I started tracking things like basal body temperature. I like started like even this past week taking like ovulation tests every day to see like, okay, how is that connecting with my basal body temperature? How is that connecting with what I'm seeing my blood sugars? Am I more insulin sensitive? Am I more resistant? And just like kind of treating it like the science experiment. So I think like just to, it kind of ties into how I live my lifestyle because I want those things to become intentional pieces of my day-to-day, -day, whether it's for my blood sugar management or how I honor my energy or how I'm like, how I am, uh, you know, fueling my body. So I kind of treat it as, you know, what am I noticing about my body today? Like first thing in the morning, how am I like, what is, what was my temperature overnight? Where, how can I use that as an indication of where I am in my cycle and how will I approach my blood sugars today? Or where do I think I need to start? 
what are the patterns that I can pretty much predict that I'll have. And going from there, based on where I'm at, like, what is my strategy? Do I need to like, or, okay, maybe I'll rephrase that as what's my strategy versus what's my expectation? Because based on where I am, maybe I do need to, yes, give my body rest, but also give my, like, my decision-making arrest. Like there's only so much that we can be on the go all the time. So this is where I'll think I'll use things like a minimum viable commitment for myself of like, okay, I am, I'm having lower energy, but I also know that I'm going to see more insulin resistance today. So the one thing that I'm going to commit to is maybe a 15 minute pre-bolus or just, you know, changing my pump profile right now or whatever it is that I need to commit to that will, yes, make my blood sugars feel good, but also bring less overwhelm for me on the like mindset side of things, because that's another thing that I feel like is just not talked about enough and just not treated um, as intently. So I think like how I approach lifestyle is yes, how I'm resting my body, what I'm fueling my body with, how I'm moving my body, but also like what is the intention that I'm bringing into my day and how am I going to um, like, just how am I going to be mindful of not only my blood sugars, but where my body is? Yeah. Oh, that was great. (laughs) Totally. I think that is a beautiful picture of just how our menstrual cycle and our hormonal health really plays a role in the day-to-day, but also the week-to-week. And then looking at the whole month as a whole, yes, there's breaks, not only just with like our energy, but like you said, with our mindset and also with the way that we're approaching our blood sugar management, because we have to take breaks also, right? We got to zoom in, we got to zoom out and it opens up that space and that um, awareness to feel really good. And, you know, with lifestyle, I think for me, um, definitely everything you mentioned, like the same, right? Because I love tracking my cycle. For me, it gives me so much insight and it's almost like this like hormonal report card. So like, yes, I'm looking at all of these different phases and I'm looking at how I'm tracking my cycle and what's going on in these phases. Yes. To get ahead and have a game plan in my blood sugar management, but also to recognize my own personal patterns, even outside of my blood sugar. So, you know, there are weeks where I have high energy. So I, it, helps me get curious. Like, okay, if I have high energy, like how can I plan my schedule alongside that? Like, how can I book podcasts during that week so that I feel really good showing up? And how can I be social in that time versus the other times? Like, okay, I maybe didn't have room or time to really rest this week, but I'm going into my menstrual phase and I really want to plan something special for myself or some, or just even to have alone time or take time outdoors. Just looking at it that way too has been so helpful and just continuing to learn from my body, but also like expand and like learning from my body. Cause I think we're also learning from our body, right? We're looking at patterns. We're looking at trends. We're looking at symptoms that are showing up. So there's a lot on our plate, but just being able to, I feel like my period and my menstrual cycle has allowed me to like take breaks. Like I think, and take these little holidays. Like I feel like before I was so on the go, but now in my lifestyle, I get excited. I'm like, Ooh, my period is going to start next week. I'm going to rest. I'm going to make tea. Like I'm going to do all these things for me. And I'm so excited for it. And I look forward to it. And then the other, on the other side of that too, like, Ooh, I'm going to have really high energy this week. I'm so excited. Like I want to go out to dinner with my partner. Like I want to meet up with friends. It just gets me excited for my life. And I feel like I'm honoring like my body and how it was created to function. And I think it's really beautiful that we can have these highs and this ebb and flow because it's all part of who we are. And we we can really see our life in that way. And like everything, like your schedule, your blood sugar management, your mindset, 
it just allows you to not be so hard on yourself. It's so easy to be hard on yourself. Um, but when you can really look at things this way, your body was created to take that break. So take the break and love it and enjoy it. And, you know, with your blood sugar management, you know, Lissy was mentioning, like it helps her have this plan, right? Like we have these plans to kind of like get ahead and be proactive versus the reactive, which we most times are in and which causes so much like frustration and like overwhelm. You're just like burnt out. Cause you're like, I'm always trying to catch up or I'm trying to like go, go, go. Um, but in that sense, you know, we've really learned that there's so much that we can do to be prepared for that. So once you really recognize your patterns and you know, your, your trends and your energy and what's going on, that's when we kind of talk about like, what is our management strategy here? Like, how can we do longer pre bolses in the luteal phase? Can we make different profiles? Like, what can we do to set us up to feel prepared? Cause really if you are someone in your reproductive years, you're having a period every single month. So you can really, really get ahead and figure out what's going to work for your body best at that time. Yeah, I love that. And it's it's like honestly the biggest thing that I've learned from you because when we talk about a holistic approach, this is it. You know, it's not the holistic approach is not like drinking your celery juice or like, you know, drinking your smoothies every day. It's truly being able to look at your body as a whole and being able to understand the root causes of things and I just think that like hormones is such a big piece that I was missing for so many years. So I'm just really excited that we were able to like have this conversation and that we're bringing this more into the community because it is such an unspoken piece in the traditional healthcare system. And for anybody listening, we are um, starting on October 24th. We are going to be bringing this all full circle for you. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, like where do I even start? Like, don't worry. We are literally breaking it down for you step-by-step in our next quarterly mini group coaching program. So for six weeks, you can hang out with Val and I inside of our mini program, Mastering Your Hormones and Blood Sugars Bootcamp. So inside of the six week program, we're going to be taking you through how to add in that cyclical piece as a person that menstruates in your blood sugar management. So I'll actually hand the mic over to you, Val, in what that kind of looks like and what you'll be learning inside of that experience. Yeah, I'm so excited. I mean, we're excited. This is just so fun. And I love that we get to continue to help women, especially in this piece, because it is an important piece and it can feel really good when it all kind of clicks and you can move forward. Um, So we are going to do, like Lissy said, we're going to go through step by step one, just like what tracking is, how does it play a role in your management, looking at your patterns how it can show up in your blood sugars. We're going to look at tracking. We're going to look at these three areas that we just talked about today. So we're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about exercise and movement. And we're also going to talk about lifestyle. We're also going to talk about just more of that educational piece on the menstrual cycle. So I know you've heard us talk about these four phases and we've mentioned some of them here today. Um, So we're really going to talk about what are these phases? What do they mean? How do they impact our blood sugars? And now that we have this education, how do we implement it in our lifestyle, in our day-to-day and how we show up in our management? So we are super excited. We're going to have all live calls. So yeah, you'll be hanging out with us. You're going to get some really awesome resources and a really special resource that we made as a team that really dives deep in all these areas. And there's recipes in there. There's actual workouts and videos. So we have a lot in there. Um, And you're going to have connection points with us all throughout the program. So you'll get to chat with us. We can walk through things, anything that's showing up um, in your management, in your lifestyle, or just even getting started with this. So 
We're super, super excited to be supporting you guys and we hope to see you inside. And yeah, that kicks off on October 24th. Yep. And this is going to be for you if you are somebody who maybe you're still on hormonal birth control and you just want to learn on like, okay, like once I'm on the other side, like what does this look like? Maybe you understand, okay, I know when I'm going to get my period, but I really don't know how to implement things for the other phases. I don't really know what to expect when it comes to my blood triggers. Or maybe you're just like, I haven't even looked in this part of my life yet. And I at least want to have a solid foundation so that I can pick up on really, uh, you know, foundational patterns. So I have solid ground to work off of when I'm looking at my blood sugars or trying to identify trends and patterns, because that's honestly the biggest thing of being able to break things down and say, what is a true pattern? What is not, what is something that I can expect again, or what is an occasion? So if you identify with any of those three people, go ahead in the link in the show notes and you will be able to find the registration page. We really pride ourselves on accessibility. So this is a really low cost program for six weeks. So the total cost comes out to 357. We have installment plans available. And yeah, like Val said, we look forward to seeing you inside. And thanks so much for joining us inside this episode and hanging out with us on, for us, it's a Friday night, but for you, it might be any other time. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for joining our hangout. We're super excited. So we will hopefully see you there and get you feeling excited about your menstrual health. (laughs) 